0: Well, good morning, everybody. I'm welcome to my basement. <laughs> um, I re, yeah, I record these in the mornings, and um, before my wife's even up, uh, and I'm always in my basement. So, good morning, and welcome to my basement. Um, my name is Todd Hixenbaugh. I am your host, um, host of the Kidman LeaderCast, and so I'm grateful that you're here. We are in episode one. This is our first. Official episode of the podcast, but also it is episode one in a series of several podcasts that this series is titled Your First Year in Kids Ministry. And so I'm really excited about this. Um, I'm excited to get us into this series I think you're going to love it. It doesn't matter if you've been doing this for 20 years or if literally this is your first year. Um, You're going to find some stuff in here, I believe, that's going to help you to be able to become a professional kid men leader. Before we get into the episode, I have a couple things I want you to know about. First is that we are on YouTube So if you go to YouTube and type in uh, youtube.com forward slash at kid ministry leader, you are going to be able to find us. Make sure you go and find us on YouTube. Second thing is we have a newsletter, super important. It's called the Kid Min Newsletter. Go to kidminnewsletter.com and you'll be able to subscribe for that. Newsletter, it's important, you're going to get three top flight ideas, things that I'm testing, things that I'm working on, and I share those with you, and it's all for free. Go ahead, subscribe to that, go to kidmennewsletter.com, and check it out. All right, let's get into our first episode of your first year in kids' ministry. Let's get into it. Your first year in Kidman, it it's hard. I remember mine vividly. I was an intern, and I was working 30 hours a week at the church. All of it was for free. I was called to ministry, and I knew it, and I was too dumb to ask for even a gas card. I worked long days that year and felt like I was drinking from a fire hose. Let me tell you the story of my first day in a classroom. I had been an intern for all of three days, and I arrived with an expectation that I would be shadowing my new boss. Upon arrival, he brought me to the room and told me he had received a call that the main teacher and her assistant, that was a mother-daughter combination, were both sick. He needed to cover a different classroom, and so he needed me to be the sole person in the room and the lead that morning. My brain switched off. I just figured, you know what? It's going to be fine. My mom had been a teacher for years, and I'd spent time in her classroom growing up. I asked him if he had a lesson. He said no. He, I asked him if he had a game or anything that would be easy to play. He said no. He really had to get to his classroom, though. He handed me a clipboard with the kids' names on it who typically attended. I looked at that list. Friends, there were a lot of names on that list. So I walked into the room. I set up a game. I remembered my old youth pastor was he had played with us many, many times. It's going to be a great morning friends 27 children showed up that morning (laughs) praise God I think my mentor at one point I think he stopped by I think uh he just wanted to check on how things were going um I fell in love that day I did I was in love with this new world I I just been thrust into it And no one could tell me that it wasn't what I was going to do the rest of my life. Now, that story is extreme. I would never want that experience for you. I would never want it for anyone else. But I've heard different versions of this story. And it ended with the phrase, and then I quit. That ending is devastating to me. Because I know how beautiful being a Kidman leader can be. So, Over the next few episodes, we're going to be talking about your first year in Kidman. And what you really need to not just survive, but to set yourself up for a beautiful life of ministry. So, we're going to jump in with the first first piece. And this is a big one. So early on, I learned that I needed to put my relationship with Jesus first. Now, this one kicked my butt early on. I spent so much time planning my lesson and practicing the delivery of stories that the only time I was really reading the word was in study time prepping for lessons. I remember listening to a sermon that my pastor gave, and it convicted me. And it reminded me of the importance of developing my own walk with Christ. I committed to spending time each day in prayer and reading scripture before I did anything with children's ministry. I was in love. I wanted to spend all my time working on my craft, but I was in love with the wrong thing. You see, I needed to be more in love with Jesus than I was with children's ministry. And that's still true today. I developed a plan and I use it every single morning. The plan allows me to spend time reading a chapter of Proverbs, a psalm, and then about 15 to 20 minutes of whatever book I'm studying. The full-time reading scripture takes me around 45 minutes, and then I spend the remaining 15 minutes in prayer using the Lord's Prayer as my framework. Now, I read the proverb that corresponds with the day of the month. So I'm recording this on the 31st. And so this morning I read Proverbs chapter 31, right? Holla. Now I continuously read through the book of Psalms. So I start with Psalm one and I read all 150 of them and I start back over and so usually I can I read through about the whole thing about two and a quarter two and a third times every year and so I I do that because it's the prayer book of the Bible and and I literally it puts me in a reverent state and it's something that I never want to stop reading The last thing that I do is I'm always studying a book of the Bible. I focus on a few verses every morning, not more than that. And I don't care how long it takes me to read the book. I just read. I'm I'm reading a few verses at a time. I'm praying over those verses. I'm asking the Lord what it is that he wants me to get from those. And some mornings I get a bucket full. And other mornings I might get a dribble or barely anything. But it doesn't matter because I'm spending time reading the word it's important right now I'm reading the prophet Hosea and I'm learning so much about what it actually means for us to love the Lord and to love other people now it's taken me years to work up to this process I started out just reading whatever I felt like reading that day don't get me wrong reading any scripture will always be better than reading nothing But it's all inspired by the Holy Spirit, right? But it is a really good way to become frustrated. Whatever you decide, make a plan and work on it every single day. Let me repeat that. Whatever you decide, make a plan and work on it every day. Treat this as a discipline. It's something that you must do every single day. Now, I use the Lord's Prayer as my framework to pray. And I'm going to link in the show notes a really great sermon that explains this in a lot of detail. But I, suffice it to say, this this has revved my prayer life through the roof, and it's sustained me for many, many years Basically what I do is I follow the, the, the Lord's Prayer as a template for my own prayer. And this has helped me to focus my prayer and allow it to be something that I don't have to think about anymore. I can just talk to my Father. And it's a beautiful, beautiful way of being able to be connected. Now, let's get to the second thing. The second thing that I want to talk with you about is this. I need you to plan more than you think that you are going to need. I made the mistake early on of not planning enough for each session that I had with children. I found myself playing a lot of games and giving out coloring pages way too early Now, those aren't necessarily wrong activities, but they always felt like a failure to me. It felt like I was just trying to fill time that could be used to help them know more about who God is or even just to build a relationship. But if they're coloring, I can't really get to know them better. So I began to plan for 70 minutes of programming for every hour session that I had with them. I almost never completed the plan, but I knew I always had something in the tuck in case I needed something extra. This sounds intimidating. I know. I never thought this was going to be possible for me. You see, I was born with ADHD, and the thought of planning more structure does not regularly enter into my mind. What I know about children is that they is this. They thrive On structure when there's not a plan and they sense chaos behavior issues start they feel insecure and it can lead to them having a bad experience being in church and being in your class always 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 provide structure and not just that but sort of broadcast what you're doing you see as adults, we don't like to not know what the plan is. Neither do children. Now, always start with the story. You see, I know many interns and individuals that are new to kidmen, they'll start with activities or games that they want to hit, and they'll base lessons around that. Maybe it's a really fun game. Maybe it's maybe it's a, 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 an activity or a coloring sheet that you found online, and it just is so cool. Great put it in a file folder, put it in a file on your, on your computer, save it to your phone, whatever. Never base a lesson simply around a game or an activity. Always base it around the story. Another pro tip, a memory verse is not the story. Make sure you're basing the plan around the lesson you want to teach. If you're talking about David and Goliath, great. Use it as your source material for the entire lesson. It's going to provide you with more meat than a single verse or a game ever could. Now, think about the takeaway for the day. Once a child leaves the room, most of them are going to be asked what they learned that day. Making a clear bottom line will help them to be able to easily recall what they talked about with you. You see, I want to know and be able to think about what it was in a sermon or in a podcast or in whatever it is that I'm listening to or participating in. I want to be able to easily recall it. Broadcast what it is to them. Make sure that it's it's really, really clear. For the episode that you're listening to right now, I want you to get that your first year in kids ministry needs to be focused on building a plan, making frameworks, making frameworks, things that you can go back to always. Now, I want you to also think through snack time. I know that sounds ridiculous. I know that snack is like the throwaway. You see, I used to treat snack time as as halftime. It's not a it's it was a it was a beautiful time for for me to have my assistant use the restroom to take, make sure that the kids could get to the restroom, all of those things. It's a transition. It's not a break from the morning still have time with them to be able to grow a relationship with them to learn more about them to model behaviors that reinforce the lesson all of these things are possible finally always think about crafts games and memory verses in the context of learning styles you see making a plan that includes activities and things that hit different learning styles is key not every child is the same they all have different learning needs because of that when you just when you include the bottom line in different ways throughout the, the lesson so if you have the bottom line in a game if you have the bottom line in a craft if you have the bottom line somehow weaved into a quiet time when you're praying with them all the different ways that you can weave it in, it becomes incredibly powerful for everyone in the room and not just people who are good at sitting still and listening to the story or not just people who are really good at high energy and enjoying the game or the creative kids that just want to sit and color and draw and make things. It is important. Finally, make prayer and reading the Bible a major focus of your plan. I wanted to make fun the core part of a Sunday school class with Mr. Todd. The problem is that fun is subjective. Throwing chairs is fun for some while sitting quietly and placing stickers on the walls. It's good for another. I had to shift my mindset and make sure that the main thing was the main thing. I wanted to make sure that you include prayer time, Bible time, and time to simply build relationships with kids. Make sure that you're keeping those things at the forefront of all of your lesson plans. Let's summarize today's episode. The bottom line that I'm looking at right now that I have written down is build frameworks. Build frameworks, build frameworks for your own spiritual life, and build a framework for how you make your lesson plan. I want you to know I'm praying for you as you journey through children's ministry. Over these next few episodes, it's going to be a great time for you to start building frameworks and to begin to dip your toe in the deep end and learn about what it's like to be in your first year of Kidman and how you can succeed. We have new episodes every single week, and they're designed to make you a professional Kidmin leader. Smash the subscribe button on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or YouTube to make sure and tune in to never miss an episode. Go to kidminleader.com and you can sign up for a weekly newsletter that will give you jet fuel with three ideas that are tested and makes you a better leader. If you're interested in working with me and getting coaching, You can find that on the website as well. Next episode, we will continue with part two of your first year in kids ministry.